Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast, Steph Seelan, stuffing your face with cake. I'm, eat, I'm eating a cake because it's John's birthday. It is, it is our um, guru editor, producer, friend's Friend. birthday, John Dan. Pops, it's one of those good ones, you know, that's just Victoria sponge with jam and just that nice icing that lots of people don't like, but I do. You know, I, th- I was thinking whenever we say oh. pogs, I always feel we should explain what that is because there are, you know, we hope every week there's people new people the coming to the podcast. Mm. And when we first started, we referred to people on the ground, I think you did, as like, you know, normal people. Who I, might watch. I am the most normal yeah, yeah. of us. So that's right. when we say pogs, we're talking mm. about real <laughs> people, keeping it real on the ground, just to explain. Yeah. I'm also, that's the voice of Stephanie Seelan, who's stuffing the face with cake. It's delicious. Cara Biro is also here, as ever, Hello. who's very, um, very uh, pleasantly looking at her cake and oh, not so actually eating it. I'm so desperate to put it in my mouth. Well, you can put it in your mouth while, not, while I now explain what the hell we're talking about in the podcast. Good, good. This week, we shall be reviewing in depth The Tunnel Colon Vengeance, mm-hmm. the third and final series of Sky's um, adaptation of The Bridge. I didn't know it was the final series. It's definitely the final series. Yes, it's definitely the final series. Oh, no. Steph, I'm not lying. I'm not making that up. It's the final series. Okay. Um, it's going to arrive on Sky Atlantic and Now TV in full uh, next Thursday, the 14th of December. We're also going to be reviewing Bancroft. Which, funny enough, was a school near where I lived in Ilford in Essex. Yeah, I went to Ilford County High School, and Bancroft was like the big posh school that if you didn't get into Ilford County Ooh. High, passing the 11 plus, as I did, you'd end up going to Bancroft probably. But it's also the title of a new crime drama series. It's <laughs> a great fact about yeah, you, boys. On ITV, Ooh. starting next Monday, and it's running over four nights consecutively. Steph, it's do you know running that? over four yeah. Why? I don't know. Because it's just, too much Christmas stuff. I, actually, I do know exactly why. I'll explain okay. later. <laughs> yeah, but it is, isn't it? Mm. And finally, uh, an intriguing one-off feature-length documentary on the Netflix right now as we speak. It's already there, called Voyeur, mm. which is an extraordinary tale in so many ways. But we'll get to that later. First of all, we do like to have a look through what we've been watching, listening to, reading this week. You can say what the hell we like. It's a freewheeling early segment of the podcast. Mm. Kay sipping tea, bit of cake. I'm wondering which of you is going to go well, first. I, You've digested I your cake. I literally inhaled that You look ready. You did inhale it. Wow. Steph, what have the hell have you been watching in the right. same Well, I read a book. Oh, my Ooh. God. This is like the second time in as many weeks. I know. I didn't want a woo because I think that's really patronising, but then I could tell that you wanted a woo. No, I did want a woo. Okay. woo So I read a book. Okay, but it's not like... No, it's not the same as when I read Lincoln in the Bardo, which is, yeah, the Man Booker Prize winner. This... This time, this week, actually, and it only took me like two days, I have read Anna Faris, Unqualified. Now, sorry, Anna Faris. You pronounce it Anna. What? Okay? Yeah, you do. Anna. Really? Why? Because if you listen to her podcast, Unqualified Podcast, which is amazing, which I do, she explains in detail that her parents misspelt it, but she, it's, that's how you pronounce it, Anna. Her name is Anna Faris. She, if you don't know who she is, she is, was married or is still married <laughs> legally to Chris Pratt. Legally, legally, she's still married. Man, they're not divorced yet. To Chris Pratt, fabulous actor, Guardians of the Hunk. Galaxy. Yeah, Hunk, um, Jurassic World, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Dream couple. Yeah. Oh well, they were a dream couple. However, <laughs> rather awkwardly, anymore. controversial. <laughs> Rather awkwardly, they split up just as this book was about to come oh, out, dear. and he wrote the foreword. Oh dear! I know. How that's, messy! That's sad. It is messy. But they're still—they're very mature and they're still friends. Well, aren't they? they are. They are very mature and they are still friends. And actually, what I think has happened, which which I can tell you has definitely happened, is that they've re- this foreword's been slightly rewritten to acknowledge <laughs> that they've parted ways. Oh. Because, um, okay, now listen to this. I this is what he promises. 
I can promise you it will be a great and interesting read. A face-first dive into the mind and person that I spent one amazing decade with and will for the rest of my life and a complete co-parent a human. That's I'm what he says. I know. I think that's a diss. It doesn't oh. sound very nice. Anyway, at the end of this book, she says how much she loves him. Oh. So it's a bit awkward. But, right. So Anna Faris, as I said, her she does a podcast called Unqualified. It's got about four million, four million listeners. So, so on a par with us. Mm. Less than us. But she, yeah, you keep going and you might get as many as us. Um, it's really good. It's all about When I write the book about this podcast, are you going to write the foreword, whether we're co-parenting anyone or not? I will. Yeah. I will say. Co-custody we're, uh, John. We're, we're yeah. am- amicably co-parenting Kay and John. For, Kay and, John yeah. and probably your husband as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And Liam. <laughs> Liam yeah. B. George. But her, so her podcast is all about relationships and they give, they get people phoning in, they give advice. Mm. And she always has a, one of her celebrity friends on there. But is it, wait a minute, sorry. So, but this, this book, what's it about and is it good? This is about sex, relationship. It's about her and her life in Hollywood, her relationships, and she's giving you advice throughout. So it's, it's like the written podcast. It's absolutely like the written podcast, but the absolute best chapter of this is a chapter on how to deal with jealousy. Mm. And oh. it's all about how she dealt with Jennifer Lawrence and Chris and everything that happened. Oh, because they filmed that um, not very Passengers, good film, Passengers. That terrible, together. terrible film. Not terrible, just... Boyd, that film is terrible. Is it three star? Steph. No, it's two. It's not that bad. Boyd, I... I disagree. Oh, I feel with like you. you're consciously uncoupling right now. <laughs> well, I feel when Steph does the na- names your name at the beginning yeah, and looks gives you that stern look, yeah. you know she means it seriously. It's really bad. It's not that bad. Okay, anyway, well, there's no we'll way of like. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, this book that's, is really fascinating. good. And I'm it's fascinated. Re- it's really interesting. You'll be very interested. She's so candid, and it, you just kind of she's just a normal girl. Aww. And of course, when she met Chris Pratt, she was much more famous. She did House Bunny and What's Your Number, if you remember those films of hers. And House he w- Bunny was that a major film? <laughs> Excuse me, boy. Oh, House Bunny was a fantastic <laughs> boy, film. Steph, was House Bunny a major film? <laughs> yes. It was it better than Passengers? Yes, it totally was. House <laughs> Bunny's a great film. <laughs> is that is that is anything else you'd like to mention in your Steph? Yes, I would. <laughs> I would like to mention that reluctantly I took your advice and started watching Sinner, although I don't want to give the you any praise. Oh, the Sinner. On the Netflix. Jessica Biel like on it? the Netflix. I can confirm that she was slicing a pear before oh, she now killed Boyd, the guy. You you told us it was an apple. Oh, I said it was either an apple or an orange. I never take notes, as we as I've explained. I'm not explained. Mm. I never take notes when I'm watching things. No, much to my much to my um, didn't take notes. Discredit passengers because it was terrible. No, I, I didn't. think you need to offer an apologia to it's Jessica an apologia Beale. to yeah. not. To, I, mean, I think Bill would care so much as the I listeners. I think she would. In, I mean, she inaccuracy. Watched attentively. Yeah, now. but yeah, she she does stab using the implement. She peels the pear. With, it's yeah, a so knife and it's a pear. It's a knife, yeah. And that happens in the first M- kind of. More importantly, did you like the uh, series? Absolutely brilliant. Oh, and good. I, as you said, I Jessica Bill absolutely hated. No, it. it's really good. Yeah. And Jessica Bill does cry all the way. She does, doesn't she? But, but also, you didn't tell me Thingy from Girls was in it. I've forgotten his name. The guy who played. Oh yeah, Thingy yeah. from Girls. Yeah, he yeah, plays yeah. the husband. Yes, oh, yes, we'll have indeed. To that up. Yes, I forgot that. He's yeah. really good, he's good in it. So I was, yeah. you know, sometimes people are in series mm. and then you never see them again. But he was. She's actually really yeah. good. Yeah, thoroughly recommend it. It's definitely one where you have to just. You want addictive, to just keep, yeah, addictive. it's a it's a binger, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, do you know what, boy? You were right. We disagree on passengers. Yeah, passengers. And brown bunny, or whatever it was, what was it? Brown bunny, house bunny, <laughs> house bunny. Oh yeah, brown bunny was the perverse film with um, that dude. Yeah, I don't think I like the sound of brown bunny. Brown no. bunny. Yeah, there was a film as well. Don't you think? <laughs> don't you think rabbit should be called runny babbits instead of bunny rabbits? Just as an aside. Oh my god! I mean, just the the random. <laughs> no, but don't you think? 
bunny rabbits, but they really should be called runny babbits because that's what they do. Anyway, yeah, I mean, just think on it, is all I'm saying. Brown Bunny's got Vincent Gallo and Chloe Sevigny, and it's got a very famously perverse scene in it. What is? What happens Does in it? Does it involve poo? I don't... Oh, not that perverse. No. Well, but she's like, brown. brown bunny. He's he's said brown. Oh. oh, yeah, I'm yeah. the one who's wrong in this. Um, no, there's a kind of, there's a scene of sexual activity that is kind of done for real, like you see the full-on thing that Vincent Gallo essentially was doing oh. with, with Clothes of India. Oh, don't watch that. No, I don't want to say but it. But do watch The Sinner. Don't say yeah. it. That's Keep not it anyway. men from the unmissables. <laughs> can I just, can I just mention one thing, though? Have you all been watching Peaky Blinders? Yes. Oh, Brilliant, yeah, it's great. Helen McCrory's character's just oh, turned on Tommy Shelby. Oh, my God, it's She's just so, so tense. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah, what I've been watching. Phenomenal, yeah. Good point, well made. Mm. Kay. Hello. First up, I've got a little confession to make. Uh-oh. I'm woefully underprepared today because I've been going through a little of stress. Why are you so stressed? Because we've got the Christmas issue, Steph, and, you know, it involves a we've lot of... We've got the Christmas issue, Kay. Yes, but... Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my God. Hold on a minute. Actually, sorry. Deep can breath. I just say oh that God. Anna Faris's book is sixteen ninety nine, published by HarperCollins. Sorry. Oh, nice. Yeah. Kay, sorry, I apologise. Yes. You're, yeah, it's you're been going a bit stressful. Stress. I'm trying to f- just, you know, yeah, making it light. light. I make get it. Light of it yeah. I get that. Um, yeah, it's been a bit stressful. <laughs> a lot of um, last minute fallouts and stuff like that. I'm just trying to make the issue as great as it can be. So I haven't had a lot of time <laughs> to watch as much stuff, or in fact, but to you've watch- watched all the stuff. No, well, this is a thing. Hold on. Uh, what have you what oh. have you not watched? Come on, confess. Now, this is confession to me as well, haven't I? Yeah, I This is the first I've heard of it. I know, I wanted to catch you on the hop, hoping that you'd be well, what, come on, angry which with of, me. Uh, let's, should we guess? Let's Bancroft. Just, Bancroft, Voyeur, or The Tunnel Vengeance? I, I'm going <gasps> to go tunnel. for... Now, I'm going for The Tunnel. It was The Tunnel. Oh. I tell you, I tell you why, Steph, because I had to... Uh, interview Robbie Williams oh. and before that I had to read his oh. 500 Bang. if I didn't do things the amount of times I've had to interview Robbie Williams I'd never get anything done Kay it's, it's not an jo- excuse listen it was a joyful experience but I had to read his 500 page book which is brilliant Reveal um, by Chris Heath beforehand which I mentioned you many did. moons ago in this section of the podcast yeah, you, you didn't read the full thing yeah, yes, it's true. You didn't, you didn't and, actually, and boy, you admitted you that in the I podcast. read enough of it to mention, to recommend it fully. Well, anyway, why don't you on. just give Kay the notes? Yeah. Anyway. So I've read all 500 pages, I had to do that, um, and then I had to find um, a Christmas heat interview. But anyway, I don't want any violins. I'm just trying to explain that, sir, I haven't done my homework. One thing I did watch. Only one? No, <laughs> extra thing. Oh. Oh, so, but in this time, you could have watched The Tunnel. So you did watch something extra. Is that what you're saying? I think in, in, the, in the time pre, pre-stress, oh, yeah. pre-Robbie Roger. Williams, Got it. et cetera. Right. Judy Dench, my passion for trees. Ah. Now, right. this is... What? Let, should we just warn the listeners? This is a preview of... This is yes, a pre-Christmas I'm preview, gonna, Kay. Yeah, I'm I just saying. It. Yeah, don't spoil it. Well, it I, don't think, I don't think it's going to be a massive spoiler unless they completely just massacre a woodland. Yeah, what Do is you know this? I mean? What's oh, yeah, all the trees... They got chopped Dentrophiles down. Dentrophiles are going to be very excited about this. Is that what they're called? I am. I'm a dentrophile. You made that up? Made up. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Tell us more. I love Judy Dench. So it's Wednesday, 20th of December. It's coming out. I'm not going to ruin it, but I think it's safe to say this program involves Judy Dench and trees. <laughs> it's her look at it. She has a woodland in her Surrey home, which she... Um, like nurtured with Michael Williams, her late husband. And she's always been fascinated a and had deep connection. Romance. Yeah, fine romance. She's always had a deep um, connection with trees and she wanted to learn more about she's, it. So sorry. She's always had a deep connection with trees. Yeah, so she like plants trees. When she loses someone in her life, I just think it's an odd thing. 
Really? Have, do I you hate trees? I love trees, but I don't. I wouldn't ever go. Oh, that. Oh, that She's oak tree. We and that oak tree. We're so tight. Okay, you're going to feel bad now because every yeah. time she loses oh, someone in dissing, her life, dissing the dead. She no, and dis- dissing it's the dead. Dis. It's a dentist. And the dead because every well, time someone she loses someone, she plants a tree. Oh dear. Oh dear. Every week in this epi- every week in this podcast, that you we get do, revealed as an asshole. I get revealed as an absolute <laughs> asshole every week. I can't Let's just say I'm an asshole. And it's bold and brave because no one disses the dench, do they? Yeah, I didn't. Okay, I wasn't dissing the dench. I just like it. said that I think it's strange to have a deep connection with trees. Are those I in do. her own words? To be fair to you, I do think, what's it called again? Uh, a passion for trees. trees. Judy Dench's Passion for Trees, or A Passion mm. for Trees with Judy Dench. I'm not Judy Dench, colon. Originally, this, by My the way, originally this programme was called Judy Dench on Trees, which I think would have been <laughs> up there with Monkey Tennis. Oh, do you know, do you know what <laughs> yeah. would be even better than that? Judy Dench out of her tree. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, it is one of the great commissions of our time, based, I think, purely on the title. I think when Judy Dench's agent phoned the BBC and said, look, Dench loves trees, right? And she wants to do a documentary about it. They went, oh, I mean, whatever. Whatever. As long as we can call it something funny about Judy Dench and trees. What's yeah. her favourite tree? Does that get revealed or no? Or is it... Is I that don't the... want to be... Oh, this is not spoiler stuff. Okay. I'm going to reveal that to you. It sounds but loony, is, it, no, but I'm sure it's lovely. No, it genuinely is really, really good. And it's fascinating. I want to give you facts. So a beech tree, right, when mm-hmm. it's under attack from roe deer... They love when it's under attack from what? Deer, rogue deer. Okay, yeah. rogue deer. No, deer, uh, let's just say deer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> deer attack trees. Yeah, yeah wait, because they can like you know oh, attack okay. the bark and stuff oh, like that. Oh. Now that and is a really amazing document. When deer attack when trees, deer attack that trees. Would, when deer attack I mean, would be amazing. Note it down. Note it down. Judy Dench when deer What's attack. It? That's that. Um, it's like that Nicole Kidman film. What's that called? Deer. Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then it killed a tree. Sequel. That, there's no deer in that though. This would have to have deer attacking yeah. things. Yeah. True. Anyway, when the deer attack the um, the beech trees, it releases like tannin in its leaves, which makes it then bitter, and then the, then the the deer stop eating it. Don't you think that's amazing What's that the tannin? tree is able? Am I stupid? What is mad? I mean, well, I, I think that's tannin. a separate question we I should deal with later. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I've been watching. Yeah. Um, I've also been reading that Robbie Williams book, and also before we carry on, I just want to give a little shout out to some pogs. Oh yes. Go for it. Okay, okay. In our mission to have get... people been being kind. Yeah, I mean, I choose not to read the ones that are unkind. There are okay. very few of those, to be honest. We know who um, you are, though. Cedar Master. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds threatening. It's not a threat, Pogs. <laughs> Pogs, say what you want, and I will defend you. Even if you say something bad, I will stop Steph from hunting you down. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> Cedar Master, he said, not just a five-star podcast, but five stars every week, which wow. is very nice. Oh. Um, miffed in London, not miffed with us, because she oh. said... Oh. Great conviviality between us three. That's been nice. Good word. And the best named chicken one five oh five nine four. Oh, yeah. What was his pin number? He wrote, yeah, he wrote a bit of a thesis on it, so I won't read that all out. But he said it's the one podcast every week that gets his priority. Does it? Yeah, it's his priority every week. Beautiful. Oh, you're our you? priority. Chicken one five nine oh three four five four seven. Please do write back and tell us the origin of that name. I'd <laughs> like to know. It might be his like NI number or something. Yeah. Oh, I don't read read out his red eye number. That's all right. Um, what have I been watching? You may oh, well God, be wondering. About you. No one thought that. No one thought it. Um, again, it's stuff that I, I haven't got time now because we're in, now we're in the pre the, the Christmas rush. It's the busiest time of the year. Thank got you. Double issue to do. Got another issue to do. I've got to go to it's New York very next stressful. week. Yeah, it's very very stressful. Why are you going to New York next week? Going to New York for my uh, birthday. For your upcoming birthday. How many candles on the cake, Boyd? We've got John Dan's cake here. How many candles on yours? Thirty at least. Thirty. Yeah, interesting. Probably Fire another hazard. twenty more, maybe. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> but it's an escape to New York, yeah, for my birthday. So um, got everything done. And um, I, but I have been to screenings of new stuff. Kiri, I went to this morning, is the new thing from Jack Thorne, 
who um, wrote, I mean, he's, he's, he's like one of the most prolific writers now in the global universe. But in the global in the universe. Global universe. As to, no. But he wrote that um, child abuse drama with Robbie... Um, Coltrane. Coltrane. Yep. Oh, um, yeah, what was that? Which yeah, was brilliant. The Channel 4 one. Oh, yeah, the Channel 4 one. What's it yeah. called again? National, National Treasure. Treasure. Oh, Thanks. that was so... Thanks, John Dan. National Treasure yeah, so was so good. When was that? Was that last year? Two years ago, that was. Oh, two yeah, years year before last. This is a new four-parter. And in a similar way to National Treasure, which... And this is all embargoed, so I'm not... Um, but this has all been announced already, so I can't talk about it in detail. Is it going to be a spoiler like Judy Dench no, no, tree this thing? Is, this is the premise. So the premise is... So, you know, in National Treasure, you took the, the very topical idea of child sex abuse and yeah. of a celebrity getting yeah. involved in it. Did your, it was a bit Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Esque, yeah, this is similarly talks about um, a disappearance of a child that Ooh. is in the care that social services are involved with, and Sarah Lancashire is the star of it, and she plays um, a woman working for the social services, and um, it's all about what happens when the child disappears, and it's so incredibly tense. And great role for Lancashire. Realistic. She does this. Lancashire, the greatest from Happy Valley. This is another oh, career-defining yeah. role for the Lancashire, but I'm not allowed to say much more because it's embargo. It's nothing better than she does like a distressing drama. Yeah, totally. So that's incredible, and that's next early next year. Also early next year, which I don't think is embargo actually. I went to see Britannia um, the other night with David Morrissey. And um, it's the big new Sky Atlantic. We're reviewing it for when it arrives. Mm-hmm. Um, epic set in ancient Roman times in like 52 BC or something. All about what happens when the Romans invade Britain yeah. and they're faced with um, druids who are crazy, crazy <gasps> mm-hmm. mofo druids and others and other tribal people. And it's kind of like Game of Thrones without the dragons set back then, but even more intense and weird. And it's written weird. by Jez Butterworth, who's the playwright who... Um, who's written loads of amazing plays, and he co-wrote a lot of the recent James Bond films that Sam oh Mendes directed. Oh, wow. And Sam Mendes introduced the whole thing. It's his production company. Oh, wow. So I was more, so obviously Sam Mendes standing there on the stage at BAFTA, Mr. Recent James Bond. I tried to tap him to see oh, if he was going to do a third, but I didn't. I didn't have to. No, I couldn't. Well, you didn't ask him or you didn't give him an answer? I didn't ask him. Did you put your hand up? No, I just... So how did you it. try and tap him? How? Well, I kind he, of said hello to him. He asked the question in his head. I yeah. said hello and asked the question in my head. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you didn't try. I, get, I got the sense that he wasn't directing the third one, the next one. Yeah. You just got the I sense. I got the sense, yeah. I think he's, he's got the bigger, bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that was very exciting. It's an incredibly exciting show, Britannia, yeah. And I love David Morrissey. I interviewed David Morrissey for about another show, and he's one of the nicest men in, in thespianism. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen him for a he's while. He's such a great man. He's, you know, he's always around. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, he's got two big shows next year. What's his other one? Britannia and The City and the City, which is a big BBC Two drama adapted from a brilliant, brilliant novel Ooh. by China Mieville, science fiction, oh, yeah. speculative fiction, weird fiction, Dystopian? the calls it. Kind Ooh. of semi dystopian, but not don't, don't hold that against no. him, please. No. Come on, <laughs> oh my god, it's not about bunny, it's not about the happy bunny. Come on, imagine the happy bunny in, in the, the house dystopia. Bunny. House bunny, house bunny. Anyway, before we all lose it completely, let's so hot in here. move on to the meat. It is hot in here. Kay's not talking about the kind of metaphorical heat, it's, it is actually it's sweltering. Yeah. In, in this our glass office, room. It's very I'm wearing hot. a turtleneck. What a dick. Yeah. I've got thermals on. What an idiot. Oh. Let's start with the tunnel of vengeance. Oh, well, Boyd, some of us can start with tunnel vengeance, but some of us can't. Yeah. Luckily, you and I believe I um, yeah. are tunnel aficionados. And I'm going to hand over to you, Steph, because I know when, when you said to me um, sometime earlier this week, what the F are we doing in the podcast? And yeah. I said, oh, the tunnel. You went, oh, I love the tunnel. So why do you love the tunnel? What's happened so far? Take it away. Steph Seelan. Okay, so if you have never watched the tunnel before, where have you been? Where have you been? Because the tunnel is incredible, and it's this is this is the 
fourth one. This is the fourth series of the channel, isn't it? I think it's the third. Is third. it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure. Third. Yeah, it's the fourth. The bridge, which was the inspiration for the tunnel, the original Swedish Danish. That's on its fourth series mm. coming out next year. This is only the third. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you haven't. Oh, here, look. It says this one is was the third bo- and yeah. final oh. season. One was body oh. cut in half in the Channel Tunnel. Two was plane crashing. Yeah. To the, in the Channel. This is three. Okay. Yeah. There's no there's no fourth. Well, you should. I I believe they're still available on Sky actually. I think oh, you can sure. I think you can still watch the first two series. So please do because what's really amazing about this series is the relationship between the two central characters uh by, played by Clements po- Posey and Stephen Stephen how do you say his name? Delane, Delane I believe. is that how? Yeah, Stephen so. Delane. So Clements Posey who oh, is just an amazing actress, isn't she? So she plays the detective on the French side and Stephen Delane plays the detective on the British side. And so their whole relationship started from the first series when there was a a body with a head in one side in the middle of the tunnel the channel tunnel and the body in the other side. So they had to come together to find out what had happened what go back and watch those first two series because then you'll really understand the relationship but in this one okay so they have to come back together what's happened is at the beginning there's a boat and there's some children on the boat and then there's a huge fire and we don't know what has happened to the children but it's happened on the british side so Stephen delane Comes in, swoops in, and says, "I'm going to find out." But he has to go over to France because the the it's a French. It was a French boat, so it Correct. came from France. So they're brought back together to investigate what happens. Now, I'm not going to give anything away no. because we've the, the less you give away, the better. The less you give away, the better. There are also. rats, though, aren't there? There's a brilliant scene early on where um, oh, someone else God. investigates the, gets the, investigates the boat for various reasons. And she goes, "A huge swarm oh, of rats. How many? If you, a lot, effing load of rats." Yeah. Just to warn you, yeah, because people They're, do have a fear of rats. Yeah, they are CGI rats. They really? are. They are CGI. They. I would. What did you check? Because I freeze. I freeze framed it oh. at that because I thought there's no way. And they but are how do you CGI. Know freeze framing. I mean, you, because I you, you can, can just tell. tell. Yeah. Well, they all look the same. <laughs> they just. They, yeah. No, is it, that wasn't being sarcastic. No, they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rat racist. No, they are. <laughs> a ratist. I don't think they're rat racist. I don't think that's a thing. I mean, a ratist. <laughs> No, um, they okay, are... Okay, CGI, um, but CGI that's, rats. It's still pretty scary. horrific, isn't it? It's yeah. really, really horrific. That, so if you don't like rats, yeah. that, don't look at that thing. That's <laughs> yeah. really you won't know when it's coming. No, you'll hear it because actually it's quite scary. <laughs> you will. Anyway, so they're back together and they're going to investigate. We don't want to give too much away because... We, we can also say, though, if, for, fans of, uh, yeah, for fans of the relationship between Clements Posey and... Um, Stephen Delay. Stephen Delay. That she, her character, I think, is really fascinating because she she's kind of on, uh, sp- on the spectrum. She's gone on yeah. the spectrum. She has... Very strange social act, act, activities, isn't she? She doesn't has no self censorship. So I think one of the, a lot of the kind of dark comedy throughout the first yeah. two series, and going back to the bridge, the brilliant origination of the whole thing, is that the kind of, you get a lot of kind of comedy from her unintended, unfiltered, brusque brusqueness. Brusque is a word, yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Brusque. So there's a scene in this where they're where they're meeting these the poor parents whose children have been replaced. Um, oh, God. Yeah, and it's, it's horrendous. And she's like, yeah, you should have been more careful. Like, oh, and it's like an extraordinary no. moment. There's yeah. moments like that. And there's an, and she's kind of demoted herself, hasn't she? That's mm. intriguing. So she's, you know, she she's a high... high she holds herself... She basically... High-flying detective in the last first series, but she demotes herself to a more menial role because she's furious with herself about what happened yeah. at the end of the last series. And she only eats chips and French sticks. And she's quite promiscuous. And she sleeps she's with everyone. Yes. She's, a bit, she's my hero. Yeah. So, um, so uh, <laughs> quick question. Is the relationship, is it romantic? No. No. Right. no. no. And in the, in the way I asked. Therein lies the beauty of yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. They are, it's, he, okay, so Detective Roebuck, who is his, Stephen Delay's character, and Elise of Wasserman, that 
he is basically her best friend in the world. He oh. kind of understands her <clears throat> on a level, they worked on so many he? cases together. But, yeah, it? but there is nothing romantic. There is never any hint of anything romantic at mm. all going and on. the kind There's of glory. Si- yeah. It's a celebration in some ways, yeah. the whole thing, isn't it, of their friendship and yeah. their professional, the way they work together. And, and that... The whole thing is down to how brilliant they are together. Yeah. And I think a lot of people... That was a bit like Strike, wasn't it? Do they ever get strike. together? You know Strike? Oh, yeah, Strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah, and I think and I think probably... I'm totally speaking on behalf of J.K. Rowling here, but I think she'd probably admit maybe to have some inspiration from maybe the original Bridge and this kind of thing. Because is, there, is, mm. there are a lot of similarities between the mismatched yeah, male and female leads who aren't romantically intertwined at all. And they are so brilliant together on screen. And yeah. I thought the, di- the I think the dialogue in this is so good between them, isn't it? There's a brilliant bit where our post rat scene. Okay. Um, he's explaining. He's saying, "Oh, there, there's loads of rats." And he's like, "Rats? That's like that James Herbert book." And she says, "What?" And there was a very famous. Do you remember the very famous James Herbert yeah. book rats that all, especially boys, grew up and read, oh. which is a perverse mix of sex and horror. And he says oh. that to her. He explains, and I'm like, "This is so brilliant." In the middle of this whole kind of tense yeah. detective drama, there's time for him to talk about this very famous novel that is pretty grim. And there's lots of funny, great, funny scenes like that, and they're just so brilliant together. I, th- I think it's just it's all about the relationship. It's back, all about their relationship. But uh, but the investigations. If you go back and watch the first two series, the investigations. This it's so you cannot guess what's going to happen, can you? Would you say no. that was fair? Boy? I, I think it's also fair to say, as much as I would agree with you to encourage you to watch the first series, you can jump into this one as well because you can you can you'll get the hang of it. You're just saying you'll get even more pleasure. Yeah, of course. You will absolutely get more pleasure because also in Steph this, was she's about really to say my name there. She, I was going to say but you, she's really you annoyed with him. People. But I think get to know these characters. Yeah. Like but so good is the story. I, I you know, I, so good is the script writing it's that a I think you immediately, you immediately know what they're like from from jumping in. It's years since I watched, you know, the first two. I know, but I, you know when you get, you know when you get watch something and it's got, hasn't been on for a while, and you go, oh, I'm so happy to see these two oh, back yeah, together because I'm completely. so invested in them. Yeah. Um, I just want everyone Without to experience Pogs, that. Do it one way or the other. Just but watch it on its own. Before Kay wraps it. us up, because I know she's particularly <laughs> wants to move on because she hasn't seen this, and so she's even more so impatient than usual. Talk about I want to mention some of the new cast members. Oh, we have to. We've got to mention Felicity Montague. Yes, Lynn from Alan yeah. Partridge Lynn. is in it as the new boss who's brilliant, brilliant and uncomfortable. William Ash yeah. plays B.B. Borowski, who's the hot new junior detective in the team. And Sharon Rooney from My Mad Fat Diary is in there. We don't quite know how she fits in yet, but she's in there with a dodgy um, fiancé, isn't she? Yeah. It is. It's a really good, it's, it's going to really be great. Good. It's going to be great. It's one of, it's one of Sky Atlantic's best things, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. I'm really sad for Tin Star. Their final. Oh, no, you're, it's so different. One and of. also, actually, I don't know, Tin Star. Last week I fell out with it. One of. Yeah. Just, you, you fell know, out with it after you'd last seen it. Last week you fell yeah, out with it. Yeah, last you pod. You saw it ages ago. No, because do you remember it was sponsoring our sister pod? Oh, and I was I like, well, that's, that's a fallout. I don't think you can fall out with you a show out with after show you've seen it and given it a I review. Because I told you that our sister pod Empire yeah. had been sponsored. You know how old a grudge. That's, that's like what? your, that's She's the equivalent a... of Steph's no, I've still... groundbreaking ludicrousness somehow... with Ricky Whittle. <laughs> I knew somehow this was going <laughs> to come back on me to be a criticism Let... of me. That's I knew it. It's not really It's not fight. Let's not talk over each other. Otherwise, you know, the critic from the Observer will be annoyed. Oh, we don't want that. And listeners will be annoyed as well. It's not really a grudge. I love how many, <laughs> how many stars are we giving this bloody programme? The Tunnel, colon, Vengeance. Four and a half. I concur. Do you? Yeah. Hmm. After a rocky early disagreement between you and me in this <laughs> podcast, we've come together we and in joyous harmony. Yeah, we go through so many emotions here. The Tunnel of Vengeance is on Sky Atlantic slash Now TV from next Thursday, the 14th of December at 9pm. And that very time, all six episodes are available to binge. It's a binge. On. It's a binge. Kay, are you going to binge it? Yeah. No, she when- won't. 
Hey, you'd like it. No, I no, I will. When does it plonk? Bringing that said, word back. I just elaborately said when plonk. it's on and you ignored me. No, because I wanted you to bring the word plonk back in. Oh, sorry. It's plonking yeah. on the 14th. Next <laughs> um, and we just, oh, so we decided it's a kaplonk. No, it's a in plonk. A, <laughs> anyway. All right. Sorry, Zip it. Boyd. In a semi-binge situation, mm-hmm. ITV is... Um, scheduling across four nights consecutively from next Monday at their new crime drama series of Bancroft starring none other than Sarah Parrish as WPC Elizabeth Bancroft hence the title it's quite complicated Kay and I, I was thinking of turning to you to explain this plot it's really is that okay uh, you know I, you I can, just want to yeah. kind of give it a bash give the rough I'll, give, I'll bash. give it a bash and you can chip in okay yeah um, because just quickly say because yeah. I think because you know you said why they're stripping across the week I think yeah. maybe because it's so complex with different time zones and different interlocking um, mysteries that they want to allow people to semi binge on it all in one go four nights in a row. Carry it's on, not Kay. a relic though. It's yeah, not like it's a relic. Not a relic. I'm literally just about to say, I is it that complex? Oh, okay, maybe it's not I don't think com- it is. No, it's on. not. It's no oh, relic. Let's you explain it. Yeah. to prove it's not that complex. Okay, <laughs> prove it. Prove <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, Sarah Parrish plays uh, WPC. All oh, right, no, she plays Elizabeth Bancroft. So. Basically, there was a case um, that is now 27 years old or something. Happened in 1990 of a woman called Laura Fraser. And she's in her early 20s. She was walking along um, to her home quite dark late at night. And then the police, a worried neighbour calls the police because she isn't answering her door. And we see this WPC, Elizabeth Bancroft. So obviously this is when she was more junior. um, Looking through the letterbox and seeing Laura Fisher and bloody, like lying on the floor. She's been battered and looking bloody and... Oh, so obviously that's one crime that we're, is in the programme. She's dead. She, she dead. <laughs> she's dead. She, yeah, I think, I think we gone. can safely say she's yeah. dead. Not a spoiler. She's she dead. bloody and dead. <laughs> yeah, she's bloody dead. Um, and then flash forward to... So, sorry. 2017, and Elizabeth Bancroft has progressed in her career, and now she is basically focused on an operation to bring down this, like, really kind of aggressive, violent gang um, led by two brothers. One is called Atif and the other is called um, Danish. Uh, you don't say it like that, do you? Donesh. Dinesh. Dinesh. <laughs> Dinesh. Um, and so she's running this operation to kind of bring them down. That all kind of unravels in the first episode. It's all very, like, um, dramatic. But in tandem to this, um, there's a young upstart. Well, she's very ambitious. DS Catherine Stevens, played by Faye Marseille. And she's been put on cold cases because she's, like, really eager to get involved in the action. And she's been told, no, no, you just focus on these cold cases, one of which is this Laura Fraser case. What we slowly realise is that Sarah Parrish's character is somehow connected to this case because it's keep she you know, Sarah Parrish looks very uncomfortable every time she talks about it. She's trying to get her off this cold case and that's as much as I'm going to say. Yeah. There's some flashbacks that allow you to see that she was involved in that case um, earlier on in her career. Yeah. Bancroft. So yeah. you're, yeah, that's yeah, not a spoiler, ba- is no, it? No, no, because you know she looks through well, the letterbox yeah. and she it's sees It's the premise, her. not yeah. spoiling. Yeah. Oh, oh your like favourite phrase. Yeah, yeah. So the premise is, yeah, so it's, it's kind of like there's this case that involving um, Sarah Parrish's character when she was young uh, a th- a th- mysterious thing that the cold case new woman Faye Marze is in- is investigating I'm just kind of you know I know I'm, not, I'm, I'm semi-repeating but I'm more like I'm, I'm emphasising for me the establishing complex, uh, when I said it was complicated what I meant was trying to work out the interrelate there's the current case that um, that she's in charge of is quite complicated with all these gangsters and brothers isn't it I mean that's yeah. very complicated in itself on top of that you've got the investigation of what happened to her 20 years ago in this other case so I'm saying, it's all right, a multi-layered, cross-time investigation. To, right, I'm just trying to defend a my case. use it's of a the word case. complicated. Okay, well, we were, we were, It's a dual-case situation. It's mm. And to explain why I think ITV's running on four nights in a row, which they are. 
I, in the build up but to I Christmas. feel like also because it is very fast paced this thing that yep. actually doing it and, and it moves along well, if you watch the first episode a lot is revealed oh, in the yeah. first episode a lot so I feel like actually you want to keep up with that pace so I can I think it's interesting they've done it over four nights because I immediately wanted to know what happened but it was way too way past my bedtime at quarter past twelve last night for me to watch the next one but I think it's it's a good drama, that. isn't it? It's, yes. like you're, it's very intriguing. You want to know what the hell her connection to this whole case yeah. is, and you yeah. do and find out at the end of this episode really what her connection is, and you will be gripped afterwards. Yeah. Well, completely. Yeah, and and it's kind of um, it, the both cases are, I think are really interesting because you've mm-hmm. got the cat the characters you meet in the in the current case that she's investigating. You also she's up for being um, promoted. You know, yep. and that's interesting as well. There's lots of kind of politics. Adrian Edmondson's in it. Yes. Um, as her rival in the approach thing. And he's really good. I thought. I, I think it's great seeing him in a very straight role mm. um, as a kind of like wily old timer yeah. cop um, who's kind of her boss still, but she's up for the same promotion, promotion that he is. That's quite interesting. And I think the cast is great because Faye Marze is in another big Channel 4 drama coming out, a big one-off drama called Shame, which she's brilliant in. She's a big, big, going to be a big star, I think. She was in Game of Thrones. I think she's really good in this as the kind of... But she herself has got kind of a... a an interesting background, hasn't she? Yeah. In this, she's got. An, she, there's another little story with her. In there's another whole Indeed. plot with yes. her situation. Lots of subplots. Right. See yeah. that's what I'm saying. See complicated. Subplotastic. Sub, lots of subplots. Lots of threads running. Yeah. There's mm. kind of like inappropriate or appropriate relationships. Get things yeah. stuff going it's on. A tapestry. It's a, it's, it's a glorious tapestry. Yeah. Kay, did you like that tapestry, or is it kind of tapestry you chuck in the bin? <laughs> FYI, I never. A lot of work goes into a tapestry. Of course you would. You don't even like musicals. Let's not go there. Anyway, um, yeah, I definitely. What? Sorry. What's the connection between musicals and tapestry? Just because I feel like the not liking musicals just irks me, and I like to bring it up every so often. Okay, I'm sorry for that ridiculous interruption. Carry on. (laughs) Yes, I did really enjoy it, and I will be watching all four episodes, and I'm going to give it four stars. Straight in there with the star rating. You know yeah. what that means. Brief and to the point. Move on. Yeah, move on. <laughs> we okay. either carry on and I expire from this heat or... Okay. We, we can't, on. we can't, we've got to we give the people the on the ground. No, we can't let the temperature... Dictate. Yeah, dictate. The review. Right, I, I thought review. when you wanted my verdict, you also wanted my star rating. No, do you I want mean, me to you... go back to the beginning of my analysis? Could I can do take, that. All I want to know is, is it complicated? That's what I want to know. I this. didn't find it particularly complicated. <laughs> Taking the pee. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, oh, oh, easily, easily (laughs) comprehended, Steph. Uh, How many stars would you give? What did you think? And how many stars would you give Bancroft? I loved it. I thought Sarah Parrish. I like to see Sarah Parrish in this kind of role. Saz Paz. Yeah. Oh. Say something about Sarah, actually. I oh, now she wants to say something. Yeah, I you finished. You, it was a wrap-up for finished, you. But we All will right. return. We'll allow it. Go on. We'll allow it. I just felt like, and I don't know if it's because <laughs> they had a lot to squeeze in. Like, as, in, as you said, it's very fast-paced. They got a lot in. Her, you know, the kind of fact that she is connected to this. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was no, I didn't feel like there's any layers like to you discovering that she just very much, do you know what I mean? It was all there. What do you mean? As in like, I don't know, I just feel. Uh, it was very spoil obvious. It. Don't spoil it. No, it's just very. You think it's too obvious? I think it was too obvious. No, oh, well. Oh, but I don't think, I agree. It's very obvious, but I think. And the, the way nitty, she played it was The nitty gritty is going to be come from the next episode. It is obvious. They need to make it obvious in the first episode because the real interesting thing is going to be what happens next. This is not going to help anyone who, who doesn't have any idea what we're talking about, but you will understand why so much is revealed in the first episode. I thought Sarah Parrish was great. I think she has excellent facial expressions <laughs> and she made me feel incredibly tense she i love i think it's hard to do I th- but i know that's a ridiculous boy that's no, not ridiculous but i think it is hard Steph. to have an array of facial expressions oh, in a drama like this it's what acting is all about i will 
I mean, so some people say, but some people say it's about the words, Boyd. And I think she didn't. She, had, she didn't have that many lines. Didn't she? Just saying. It's a lot she about. Have... It was a lot about her serious. I mean, I like, don't think this is looks. worth sweating over. Let's not sweat it. Mm. Small stuff. Okay. Let's... Well. Yeah. I could go on about this all day, but because <laughs> Kay's, Kay's getting sweaty. Do you think this is going to be the first of like, are we, is Bancroft, I don't think it, do you think it will? Well, we, it depends. Are you happens. asking, am I right in thinking what you're asking is, do you think this could be a recurring ongoing series? Is it going to be like Taggart? I think it could, although well, it all depends what happens in the end, doesn't That's it? That's what I Which mean. we don't know because we haven't watched all four. Um, I feel like they're setting up, it would be pretty incredible to set up a series with Parrish as a detective and not, have it as a possibility at least the return, isn't it? I mean, it's I got. Think... I've got the. It's got a whiff of line of duty about it for me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I know mm. what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, I thought it was really good. I mean, not, not, it's not. It's no line of duty. Line of duty. Is... Oh no, it's no line. Oh, no. Oh, that's why I said a whiff. A whiff. Just a it's whiff. got a whiff. It's got a whiff. And, uh, and I thought, but Parrish is great. And because um, I love her in W1A, she's hysterically funny in W1A, you know, as the. As she's the multifaceted, uptight, isn't she? And every now and then in this, when she had moments of being uptight, you know, when um, she got she's getting a bit annoyed, mm. and yeah. the cold oh. case is being. I was thinking W1A, W1A, Anna Rampton. But you know, that's uh, the danger of yeah. when you're in an amazing comedy. I know, I know. And then you go and do a serious drama. Right. But I then she's wanna... so good. No, what I was gonna, the end of that sentence is she's so oh. good that I forgot about W1A in the end. Okay. It's a bit like when John Bishop was in that drama. Yeah, I'm just unlike you, <laughs> I'm not discounting Sarah Parrish from being in anything else, unlike you discounting poor John Bishop from being in something. I'm giving it four stars. I'm going to give it four and a half. I really liked it. It's kind I of think Pogs are going to love, love it. Yeah, she whispered to oh. Janet Minnigo, go, can Don't I just have me. a little bit more? I mean, it's all very well complaining about the temperature in here, but if you can yeah. have more cake, then that's not going to help, is it? It's sustenance to get me through this. So Bancroft is on, as I believe we mentioned, stripped across the week from Monday the 11th of December through to Thursday the 14th at 9pm. Watch it, Pogs. You're going to like it. You <laughs> are. Finally, um, on Netflix now. So it's not even have to look, look forward to it. You can crank up Just your Netflix ne- oh, now. When is it on? Now. It's on now. It's streaming now yeah. as we speak. It's called Voyeur. It's a one or I'm going to explain what this is about because I read a couple of years ago in The New Yorker, the best magazine in the world, Steph, um, mm. this article that this whole film... Um, oh, you read the article. Is, you, is, based, is based on. Too, recommend- and I mentioned it to Kay. I recommend it to Kay. Did she, you think she'll confirm. I was not worthy of a recommend. Um, I think you were on holiday at the time. Oh, of course. So you yeah, it's safe bet. It's yeah. <laughs> um, ooh. Ooh. Um, Just it's eat called, your cake. It's called Voyeur. And it's all about... So this article that was in The New Yorker a couple of years ago was by legendary journalist Gay oh. Talese. Yes, mm. that is his name. Yeah. Extraordinary name, Gay Talese. He's Great 84 name. years old. He's a giant of modern journalism. He wrote, among other things, he wrote a, um, a very famous book in America all about the sexual mores, the sexual activity of Americans. Na- thy neighbour's wife, was That's it? That's right, yeah. yeah. And he even went as far as living in a naturist community at one point, much to the chagrin of his wife. Yeah, and mm. living in a naturist community and sleeping with yes. other people. Yes. Yes, Just indeed. so we could get the get to the immersive journalism. Immersive journalism. Um, he's very fa- yes. He's a very famous kind of observational journalist who writes lengthy, you know, sometimes book length pieces on on society. And he, for many years, had been approached by a Colorado motel owner called Gerard Foos, another weird name, mm. Gatelys and Gerard Foos. They are strange names. I mean, yeah. I'm called Boyd. I'm not saying I'm not weirdly named. <laughs> I feel I'm entitled to say when names are weird Who are or you not. Named after. A little bit Stephen Boyd, who was in Ben-Hur in 1959. Yeah, Boyd's a, a great name. Thanks. What are you talking about? Boyd's it's a bit weird. Do you know anyone else called Boyd? There's yeah, a fa- there's, there's another his, Boyd there's Hilton. There's a historian called Boyd Hilton. Yeah. Oh, if you, if you, so if you, If you on Wikipedia, it's got well, my picture and his age. He's like 84 or something. Yeah. <laughs> what 
I mean, I'm nearly 84. Someone else being called Boyd, Boyd Hilton. I know. Oh. It's extraordinary. But it's, he's like, that's his middle name officially. I think he's like something like um, Harold Boyd Hilton. Oh, really. well, he should but he calls himself it. Boyd. Anyway, let's not get oh. distracted by that. So Gerald Foos, this Colorado motel owner, told Gay Talese, the journalist, years ago of that, he had bought this motel and he had turned it into his kind of own plaything. And he, in the kind of, he created a kind of tunnel system above all the rooms in the hotel where he could observe what was going on with the, in the people's private lives that were staying there. And, of course, mostly their sex lives. He would observe the sexual activity between all these people in, in the motel he owned. And he would not only that, he would write it all down. Yay. So he wrote reams and reams of notebooks. Fastidious. With fastidious <laughs> um, accounts of all of these people, you know, white male 52 with young mm, female, mm. blah, 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 and would describe what they get up to. In he was the, a real dirty Gertie. A real dirty Gertie. <laughs> and um, finally, um, he was kind of now, a couple of years ago, ready, if you like, for Gaitalese to tell his story as he did in this article and name him. Because for Gaitalese, one of his big things was, like, you know, got to, he's got to be open and name the person. Otherwise, mm. it could I be agree with him. fictional and meaningless. Yeah. Anyone could say this happened to them. But, and, and he convinced Gerard Foos, yeah, all right, let's name it. Wrote the article, Extraordinary Scenes. They come along and film this documentary about kind of the process by which Gaitley's got the guy to admit they'd done all this and their relationship and the relationship of the guy and his wife. And not only that, Gaitley's is writing a book in the middle of this film that's going to explore the whole thing in even more detail. And that book actually comes out as the film is being filmed and processed. But then there's all kinds of twists and turns, aren't there, Stephen Kay, as well? So it's not just about this extraordinary story of this, frankly, Pervy is one word for it. He's motel a owner. There's yeah. no other word for it. motel owner. It's also about the process by which this famous journalist gets him to admit it all. And then it's about, is it all really true? Isn't it? And then well, it's all about, what do you do with that if it's not all true? The key thing is that in uncovering all of uh, this information about all the things that he's seen, it comes to light that one of the things that old Gerard says he's seen when he was up in the roof peering down on everyone is that he says he saw um, a murder, okay? And I don't want to give away the whole reason yeah. why he is actually involved and might possibly be to blame for this person who did actually die, um, because you want to watch it, it's very interesting. But obviously there are implications if he was, if he saw it, didn't report it. And so that's one of the major sticking points of whether he, what he, everything that he's saying yeah. is called into question whether it is or is not true. Yeah. But I don't think there's any doubt that he, like, as I music, I say again, he is a dirty Gertie. He was just a bit of a perv. Who builds a... A tunnel in their roof, and he looked down all these these air shafts to just look at all these people. And sometimes he would just look at people eating chicken McNuggets. Mm, yeah, I mean, KFC. Yeah. yeah, and actually, that's ironically that's the one time he nearly got caught yeah. was his anger at someone eating KFC, lots of like chicken, and then wiping their greasy hands on the bedspread, and he um like kind of muttered a profanity mm. and was and the guy heard yeah. and that's the only time that he's nearly yeah. been caught but, of course, but we should say yes. that also Gaitalese yeah. one of the reasons that Gaitalese is so um, kind of enamoured with this source and believes what he says is because he actually at one point took Gaitalese up into this loft and they had an old look themselves and Gator Lees was witness to a sexual act being performed and he was looking through the vent obviously rather intently because he didn't notice that his tie was dangling, dangling down, dangling tie, um, nearly into touching the, the yeah. intimate places of uh, yeah. said couple. This guy is just like he—he he says he's Foos. a 
Foos, yeah. yeah, says he's a you know he's a researcher, but yeah. he's he is a pervert, and <laughs> gay is just enabling him. Mm. And he's oh pos- oh is he? Okay. Well, as in like well not enabling actually, okay. but he's just he's not bringing this morally questioned dubious man. He's not doing anything about it. He's he's been aware what of. What did it, you want so him to do about it? Well, I just think he had a res- moral responsibility to like alert someone. <laughs> Yeah, like not just like spend twenty years jur- documenting. No, 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 no. But if you're a journalist, this is one of the fundamentals of journalism. If you, if if someone approaches you with a story, they are the source of that story. You can't shop them then. So if you, if you, as soon as you go, oh, right, I'm interested in this story, to tell the story, you can't then shop them to the police. I mean, it's not how it works. It, the opposite. You've got to. Yeah, but when you know something so morally wrong, so so if so if a journalist is suppose okay, I'm gonna right. Suppose a journalist <laughs> yeah, is told sorry. about. Oh no, it's actually maybe it's a bit inappropriate. But like suppose. Uh, Someone who's abusing someone went to a journalist. Oh, that's different. Ooh. Yeah, that's no, but it's different. true. No, no that's but you're, surely they have if a moral is Well, the question is, is voyeurism a crime? That's the real question. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. is it a crime? No, I, think I think in my eyes, my, I, I, I think there are ambiguities there, isn't it? Because he owned that's the hotel. No, yeah. I think there are there are legal ambiguities there. Because yeah, he owned the he owned the motel. Yeah, and, you know, it wasn't as were, if he was yeah. sitting. He hadn't broken into any. No. Really, I actually think legally, what it is, and please correct me. I, mean, that's true. I think it is. If you break into somebody's and then you're somebody, then then they actually get them on breaking and entering rather than actually staring at people. It's definitely not because it's then it becomes stalking, doesn't it? I actually think just if people are in an establishment that he you own and you choose to sit in a room and look at them (laughs) in whatever way, because if you think about it now, think about about all the murder. Suppose that did happen. No, no, no. I agree with. I totally agree with you that. But if you think about any hotels that you're in at the moment, they've all got CCTV. Somebody's watching you anyway at all times. Yeah, but not in your bedroom watching you have sex. I can't. I don't know. (laughs) I just. I cannot. You've you've got cameras in. Your uh, I, house, haven't you? Where I you look at the dogs. I have cameras in my house where I yeah. look at my dogs yeah. and make sure that Liam's taking them oh, out yeah. and giving them a shower. You know, that, those dogs have yet to bring charges against me <laughs> about them and their private time. Yeah, but anyway, it's it's a, but well that but that's one of the moral. Que- there are definitely moral questions. I, mean, I don't think they're illegal. I don't think gay to these is an illegal issue. You no, know, I didn't say he had. I said morally, uh, he should. Well, I think okay. he should have morally done something. Because okay. right. you because right. you think that the people. Should people should not be spied on if they go into a hotel and they think they have an expectation of privacy? I think we're all agreed on that. But legally, Uh, it's it's a grey area. But what I'm saying is, is that this film, a stand back from the issue of whether or not gay should be involved, it's an incredibly. I mean, I was excited about it because I read that article. But there's so much more to it than that because it winds up being. I'm trying not to spoil it, but I don't think it is spoiling it to say that it winds up being an incredibly tense kind of relationship between Gay Talese and the guy. Absolutely. Which you see played out with the filmmakers involved as well to yep. the point where there's a scene late on where, they're, where they're, they're confronting each other and the filmmakers are watching it and Gatelys has a go at the filmmakers yeah. I'm like I'll leave them out it's yeah. not their fault it's and it's like a fascinating stand-off. yeah it's gripping this, isn't it this is a film about the relationship between a journalist and his source that yes. is what this yes. is essentially mm, a film about yeah. you, you, you get to the, get to a point where the voyeurism is kind of yeah I agree with you Kate it's, he's, he's obviously got issues he's a bit crazy but his own wife is, is, at one point isn't it? he says we meet his wife in there all the way through. She says, Poor you are a peeping Tom, you are a dirty old man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, no, it's just like, I think it's just a bit morally ambiguous, isn't it? Because his, towards the end, his focus is just the article and the book. All he's going, they're both, I don't know, I think they've both got gold complexes. I th- I would also agree with you, but I do, I do think one of the frustrating things about this is that I don't think this documentary is. I didn't feel like it came to any real conclusion about some of the the questions that were raised because you don't. I really want to know. I wanted kind of a definitive. Was this all made up? I wanted somebody to choose. They kind of gave. No, it wasn't all made up. No. 
No, obviously not almost, but were the were the major points that he he was talking about, like the murder and everything uh, like that. Oh, well, I think sometimes there are no defensive answers. That's what I would say. To murder, whether a murder happened. (laughs) To yeah, I mean, it was that there. Yeah, there are. You don't think there's a definitive answer to whether he did witness a murder or not? I mean, I feel like that there should be. Did you witness a murder or not? I mean, oh, it's it's a grey area. Well, you either did. Did one? Did someone? Did someone die in that hotel or not? Because that's really interesting. Yeah. Why we, and also, why on earth, if you didn't witness that, would you go along with saying that you did? Yeah, but I'm not being funny. Why would someone perv on people having sex? And I think we've just got. To, I think we've just got to say no, he's a just, weirdo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though that's but the same kind of, the of person whole, who might again, lie about one of murder. The whole, one of the whole themes of it is how um, the guy, the the, the um, voyeur, gets off on people knowing about him, and then I'm um, being. I mean, as, as a lot of you know criminals do as well. Being famous and being and, and mm. Gay Talese is saying all the way through this guy is you know not getting off on is probably the wrong word he's enjoying the process of becoming famous and then it all goes too far when everyone starts does know who he is but and also, that's the, extraordinary. But also uh, this the, whole this whole thing is about the fact that this guy is a voyeur right and he's yeah. saying that he yeah. basically watches people and Gay Talese yes. is also a voyeur yes, and indeed. that is the other point these two men are actually both voyeurs but in one of them is kind of a legitimised voyeur who is just hugely interested in other people's lives but come on this is a journalist and he's a fascinating creature in himself that will go thinks that he has to be so in the story that he's in a mm. family unit but yet will go and live in a nudist camp and have sex with other people much as you I know I'm repeating what you said but much the horror of his wife and he's also so interested it's fascinating to see the inside of um, Gay Talese's apartment I mean he's a very snappy dresser and he's got yes. all of these boxes full of full and full of files he's, mm. I mean it's absolutely fascinating he is a voyeur they are two they are kind of cut from the same cloth but they've ended up in very different worlds My, but one of the funniest things for me is the fact what they actually ultimately fall out about yeah, the stamps. Yeah, the baseball cards. <laughs> yeah, oh, the baseball cards. Of everything, of everything yeah. that happens, the thing that pisses yeah, off. His collection. Yeah, yeah the um, He's the got guy very most food yeah, is that. Yeah, his baseball cards. Yeah. Got it's documented. I think, I think you can't get away from the fact that these are two fascinating human beings. Yeah. Whatever you think of anything else, yeah. just to have an insight and just even just to look into these people's homes is just absolutely fascinating. <laughs> I think it's safe to say, but since you know we're having heated discussions about all the different everyone must yeah. watch moral it. implications of this true and, and that whether it's some of it's true or not and all of this it's an extraordinarily rich dense thing isn't it? and i don't think what I was going to go on and say finally in the answer to your did it happen or didn't it happen like the murder and right. is, it, is it all real i f- came away with it thinking in the end even though the guy got stuff wrong you know and that, that, that i don't want to i don't want to try not to ruin the ending if you like that some of the revelations happened late on i still felt that i believed pretty much all of you said fundamentally, but the one question is over the, the crime, the murder crime, yeah. Yeah, I would like to know whether yeah. that did happen. Um, Get in touch, Foose. Yeah, <laughs> ask him. But maybe he didn't want to, the other thing is maybe he didn't want to implicate himself, and that there's, there are legal issues about that, clearly. But also, no, the reason he, well, actually, they cover that off really early because actually the Statute of Limitations yeah. had passed, and True. that's why he said, they thought I'm saying had. it now because the Statute of Limitations had passed. Oh, okay. No, they, say, they said they thought, they thought, as far as they were aware, Oh, sorry, sorry, they had, yeah. Yeah. I think anyway. it was like 20 years and it had been it had been that. Anyway. <laughs> Loads of debate. Loads of debate. You will, if you Lots watch this debate. documentary, which is what, 90, 100 minutes? It's, oh, it's, yes, you're going to be thinking about it, yeah. I think, for a day's night and talking I think about it's like, it. Yeah, it's like if you watch minutes. it, Pogs, can you get in touch and if you think he should have raised the alarm a bit sooner than he did? Oh. Gay to lose. really blaming Gay for this. No, I'm not blaming him, but I'm just saying to... Oh, anyway, let's not get into it. It's happened now. Blame Gay, There's blame nothing Gay. There's nothing we can do now. Don't blame Gay, don't blame Gay. Don't don't go blame. Kay does okay. not blame Gay. Kay okay. and Gay together, last. That would be amazing. Let's get Kay, Gay over for a Kay tete a tete. 
Look, I'm going to move. I'm going to move you on. I'm going to move you on. Stop. Stop it. Stop it now. I'm enjoying the the gay. K rhyming Stop too much. It now. Okay. Right. Five stars from me. <laughs> five stars from me. Five stars from me. Oh. Ah. Voyeur. It's on the Netflix. A morally questionable five stars from everybody. Finally. It's it is that time. Question time. Um, I did. I, I wrote best ever crime dramas because we're doing two crime dramas this week. But have we discussed that before? I can't remember. I don't think we have. Best I'm ever getting crime. straight out of the traps and just saying line of duty has to be surely. I don't call me Shirley. So difficult. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, it's boy. Good. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, she's taking line of duty. Steph, what are you going to do? Are we oh. going to fight back? It's either that or Poirot, and I thought I couldn't bring him up again. Oh, please. Gosh, no. I was talking um, about Poirot last night to someone. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. That's an interesting who said the best I meant to mention, remember who it was because they were saying the best pro is your, your favourite. David Suchet. Yeah. There's yeah. only one. Mm-hmm. Carry on. Crime drama. Oh, oh, how are you defining crime drama? I think a, dra- <laughs> a drama where crime occurs. Yeah, but, but I mean, you, is it you like. You asked a, for that. Yeah, but. But you know, do you know what I mean? Because I think I, it has to have crime, crime? detectives, <laughs> Come on. victims, you know, anything. Yeah, it can be anything, including those elements. The news. What, what, what are you thinking of? Well, my, one of my, I, I feel like not enough people watch Damages, Glenn Close Damages, and that's one of my favourite yeah, all-time crime dramas. Time. Yeah, I think we called that legal drama at the time. That's, yeah. right, okay, so I there you go. It, Is it illegal? Uh, that's more illegal. legal. I might ask but you crime, for another one. But crime happens all the time, innit? True. I, I think it's possibly, yeah. Possibly. I think for the sake of brevity, let's accept it. Yeah, true. Okay. Damages. It's a good answer. Or Law and Order, every single Law and Order that's ever been on. But I'm actually going to say one more thing. One more thing. The greatest crime drama of all time, of course, is... Oh, I know. No. <laughs> you don't know. Yes, you do. Oh, my Murder, God. she wrote. The greatest oh. crime drama of all time. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of The Singing Detective, oh. which was a legendary Dennis Potter um, thing back in the 80s on BBC One that was yep. kind of so much more than being a crime drama, but it played on crime drama and it played on film noir okay. and it's one of the greatest things of all time um, it's been sweaty <laughs> because we're in it's the hottest been room in morally questionable. the world morally questionable mm. factually questionable I yeah. think, in many ways and um, thank you so much for your glorious <laughs> contributions it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye from me and it is a goodbye from me. Oh, and we should say, so the ne- oh, our next pod... Bring it back, bring it back. Woo. ...is maybe slightly late on next Tuesday. But you know why? 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 What are you doing? Something exciting. Well, yeah. I'm going to see Star Wars. The last, Star Wars? The Last Jedi. And I feel the global embargo breaks at five o'clock the next day, Tuesday, the day You're the going to ignore comes that. Out, and I think we're going <laughs> to we're going to ignore that and review <laughs> the Brown Bunny. Yeah. No, we're going to House Bunny. No, it was a film called Brown Bunny. Oh, so look it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so we're going to delay the arrival of the pod next Tuesday, including at least my review of, of as if it, as if anyone cares, the Last Jedi. Everyone cares. Everyone um, loves you. And I'm sure our, the Pogs will forgive our tardiness. Exactly, and all the other stuff that we'll be doing as well. Um, so see you then. But Thanks should we say, much. if they want to rate and review us... Rate and review, please, Rate God. and review. Nicely. Nicely. Be this, kind. This will go down well, as don't the, say anything. the pod that never ends. Bye. Bye. Bye.